Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. So every week we put out multiple episodes to help you on your jiu-jitsu journey. Now, it's a privilege for us to be in this position, but we want to ask one thing from you. And this is a very small gesture on your part, but it means the world to us. Simply hit the follow or subscribe button on whichever platform you enjoy this podcast on. It means the world to us. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJ podcast. What do you do when you're not training? This is a hard thing. You've had to have time off the mat. You, you can't train. What do you do? It's doing your head in. You're not sure where to go with it. What we're going to do today is we're going to talk about what we have done or have more recently done in the absence of jiu-jitsu because we want to stay active. We want to stay healthy. How do you keep, as Volkanovski had spoken, how do you stay busy? How do you do that, right? Because sitting on the couch isn't isn't good for you, isn't good for your head. So recently, Joe, you had had a little bit of time off due to illness and you're doing one or two things for yourself or you've got a couple of things that you do. Yeah. Speak to it. Yeah, so I just got back to training yesterday after three weeks off. Oh, yeah. Um, good sesh. Yeah, it was really good. Nice. It was Yeah, it was, it was mad actually. I had a good – you know, when you often when you go back, you just – you don't expect much of yourself. And I went back in, I'm like – and I – I actually kind of dogged it. I got to apologize to one of my training partners, Jacob. He's a, he's a killer. But I said to him, I was like, hey, bro, it was first round. And I was like, I'm just cruising today, just so you know, but you do your thing. And he was like, yeah, no worries. And then when we got into the role, I felt quite good. So then I just started just kind of turned it up on well. him. <laughs> and I think that what I said to him kind of, he could have interpreted that as, oh, Joey's going light today. Yeah. And so I just want, like, I'm like, I just shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> I should have just had <laughs> that in just my roll. head, right? Yeah, I felt like a real dog after that. Anyway, because you are whatever you know, you got to do it. <laughs> do what you got to do these days. <laughs> the dog in Joe just came out. <laughs> but yeah, so I had a few weeks off. I guess the the first thing that I I thought it would be cool to share is that when you're like when you do jujitsu, you really want to get good at having periods off jujitsu. Sure. Like you actually have to get good at that because it's going to happen a lot. Mm. And we know this for people who are newer on the journey. Is their first time, like the first time they can't go to jiu-jitsu, like the first kind of injury they cop that like keeps them out for a few weeks, they fucking crumble to pieces. Yeah. And that's fine. It's going to happen. You really love this thing and yeah, now you can't have it for a period. But I think you do actually want to cultivate this ability to just stay happy and sane when jiu-jitsu isn't available to you. Mm. Now, we've spoken plenty on the show about going to training anyway, staying in touch with the community, learning, you know, taking notes, whatever. All that stuff's great. I don't do that anymore because I'm not at that stage. Sure. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more, I'm kind of on the other side of the hill. Sure. Right? In terms of jiu-jitsu and I'm very fine with that. Yeah, I was thinking like what are the, what are the practical things that I do when I'm not doing jiu-jitsu that kind of just happen a bit subconsciously? And I thought some of these might be good to share with you guys and it'd be cool to, you know, hear what you do. But the first one is, so jiu-jitsu for me is like two days a week sometimes three and it represents the high intensity aspect of my training mm. right it's like i'm sweaty lungs are you know i'm like i'm like i'm working hard 
Uh, it's cardiovascular effort, all that stuff. My the, the training I do in the gym is not that. Training I do in the gym is more slow. There's rest periods. It's stretching. It's lifting. And so when I when I don't have jits, all of a sudden, it's kind of the week goes by and I just haven't really broken a sweat. I haven't opened up the lungs. I haven't done that kind of stuff. So I try to find a little bit of that if I can, and I'll do that like in any way. It might be uh, I might I might do some running at the park. It might be uh, simply just like a longer walk. Yep. Right. Getting a couple of walks in on those days when I train jits, I'm like, no, I'm going to make sure I get an hour of walking, you know, whatever, to go to the gym to do some stretching or lifting or some shit. Um, it might be like kicking a soccer ball around, right, playing at the park, whatever it is. But I, I recognize that I'm no longer getting this training output that I normally have. Yeah. So I'm just going to try and replace that somehow. Yes. Now, if I was a little bit more concerned about the high-intensity aspect, I'd go and do like, I don't know, some metabolic conditioning or some shit, some mm-hmm. sprinting. And I think back in the day I probably would have. These days it's more, for me, it's just more about keeping some activity. Yeah. You know, and I, and I kind of look at that like every day I'm trying to get some activity. If I've lost two of my big activity days because it, they're the jiu-jitsu days, then I've got to replace it with something else. Definitely. You got something you do with that? Um, yeah, I've got a couple of things. I mean, the thing for me in general, it, sometimes it's specific. So I do have some uh, just like probably three or four points in my jiu-jitsu life where I had specific injury problems. And I, I'm like, oh, shit, I can't do jiu-jitsu. What am I going to do to work around this stuff? And so uh, this might sound a bit strange because I'm a bit uh, anti-bike, but spin bike. I'm not talking spin class. Oh. But one of the things, I, I r- had really bad tear to my LCL. I ruptured my PCL. Had all kinds of knee issues. And the advice to me was one of the most stable, good positions for your knee to be in is your foot's locked in on a, a spin bike where you can adjust the resistance. I'm not talking some cardio machine where you're looking at a screen and it says, hey, you're climbing the Alps right now. Resistance is going up. You know, or you're watching Seinfeld on a screen and pedaling on a recumbent bike, some bullshit. Anyway. I mean, that doesn't sound too... If I'm riding a bike, <laughs> having the Alps and shit, Seinfeld... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, 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 sure, cool. sure. But what I'm Porn saying hub. is... <laughs> Pornhub, sure. Whatever, whatever gets you sweating, right? But essentially... <laughs> I'm what <laughs> go go? Um, what I like about the spin bike is just use some music in and just focusing on the intensity of it. It's very focused. It's kind of almost like an isolation exercise. Yeah, it's just quads. Like yeah, lungs are burning, but quads are burning, and doing various levels of resistance there. You don't have to be on there very long, and you can get a really like a, a good feeling of a workout, and you get that kind of. I get the endorphin hit, the runner's high because you, you can make it quite intense without impact. This is my biggest beef with running. I used to run a fair bit um, back in the days. But I find that if you get quite fit and you run bigger distances, the impact is terrible for the knees. And, and I mean, if you've got the biomechanics, some people have great biomechanics. And I would say I probably don't have the best biomechanics for running, but bear with me. Being able to sit on the bike and turn the legs over for 10 to 20 minutes, I think is actually really good. Resistance bike specifically. So good for jits. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, bike is an essential part of any knee rehab. Yeah. And it is like nourishing for the knee. knee. So I think, Blood yeah, flow. for any jits person, like it would be of benefit. If you've got dodgy knees, it's kind of like, it's a two for one in terms of building some strength endurance and, and, and just getting the knees healthy. Yeah, the old twofer. 
Yeah. I um, used to, I had a bike when I just did come and rehabbing my ACL. Yeah. I bought a bike and had it at home, used it, you know, every day. Had to for a while to rebuild range and stuff. But I really, looking back, it was quite enjoyable. Like I, I just got rid of it because it was no longer required in my rehab. Yeah. But actually I could comfortably sit on that thing and, and, and I know it would still feel good on the knees. Yeah. And we were drilling heel hooks yesterday and it's like, <laughs> yeah, my knees could do with a little bit of nourishment. <laughs> a little from bit time more of time. that and not just breaking them down. Yeah. Um, also being the mountains man that I am, uh, even though I was born in Sydney, uh, in the suburbs, lived in Marrickville as a child, I grew up mainly in the Blue Mountains, which I have probably taken for granted uh, in my lifetime. How old were you when you moved to the mountains? Uh, five, five and a bit. Right on. And Marrickville prior to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was not a good time in Marrickville back in the 80s. Marrickville legends? Lots were they big at that time? <laughs> I guess Look, you being four, being you four years old, I mean, I, I kind of knew. Yeah. <laughs> Going up to the donut factory, you know, there's all these fucking junkies. Uh, yeah, they found some syringes in the sandpit at my preschool, like at the daycare. <laughs> and my mum's like, we're getting the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, also our house. They tried to break into our house like a number of times. But anyway, all that to the side. I grew up in the Blue Mountains. I was pretty fortunate that I lived in a very quiet little town. My mum would kick us out of the house at a certain point. And be like, come home by nightfall. This is a bit of an old school thing. You know, there's lots of jokes on the internet about this being a cliche. But yeah, it was just like, don't die. Yeah, go away. You know, go outside, muck around, come back, don't die. And so we used to do some pretty precarious, wild shit. Like, hey, let's get a cardboard box and pretend it's a toboggan and just go off this cliff. <laughs> like we'll just ride it, and the box will protect us, and we'll fall four meters. Good times. Um, I love getting out in nature and just hiking like a motherfucker. Not rucking, even though people do love rucking. Um, that's cool. But yeah, if you've got a hill. Like and you're going back and forth and it's uneven. You have to pay a lot more attention to where you put your feet. Yeah, I'm not talking like yeah, it's cognitively engaging. Yeah, and you feel you feel the it. rocks yeah. and like you got to be careful not to roll your ankle. There's so much more going on than just walking your normal beat. So don't get me wrong, I I do almost every day. I walk for an hour, sometimes two hours, depending on what's going on. Listen to a podcast or audio book, whatever the fuck. That's how I get myself right in the head. But if I can't do jiu-jitsu, I want to push myself a bit more. I've got a few tracks up around the mountains, get up to the mountains, visit the, the parents, and then I might hit out and do something like that. And, yeah, I think it's just, it's just more challenging than people think because our lives are very linear and easy. Yeah. And when you've got tree roots and rocks and it's a bit – yeah, it, it, it adds that level of challenge. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I like running – through the forest track yeah but running like on the pavement that's i find it do you carry so boring do you carry a spear when you're running no a shield no i'm a i just like to hunt with my hands you know <laughs> just I'm a, a that kind of guy yeah the teeth. The, the fucking tag grab one you know the top jaw bottom jaw kind of pull the jaw off sort of thing yeah fair um <laughs> but you know but i don't do that regularly i'm not trying to mislead anyone there but yeah, so I think like getting some activity in right that's a big one and it can be very easy to just go oh well, i'm not going to jits i'll just stay at the desk and do more work or mm. I'll just watch some Netflix tonight. Sure. And before you know it, you know, you've had a few weeks off and your sort of weekly activity has gone from like whatever it was and it's been halved and or, less. or maybe it's nothing because yeah. maybe you don't follow our advice and go to the gym a couple of times a week and <laughs> sure. do some shit to look after your body. That's so then you just do nothing. And then, and then this kind of comes into the next point, which is I eat a little bit less. Good idea. And I, um, I, I suppose when I am 
when I'm training, I give myself more freedoms. So say like like yesterday I trained, had dinner, you know, did all that. you got more bandwidth. Ca- calorie bandwidth, 100%. Yeah. You got more license to That's right. do what you like. Yeah. I, it was kind of – it was late. I'd finished dinner and I was like – a little bit peckish. Ooh. Oh, what cereal does do we have in the house for my ten year old? Oh, hello, cocoa pops. Oh, a little bowl of cocoa pops, full cream milk, just like a chocolate milkshake. Cow milks, as my son calls it. <laughs> and um, and then yeah, you know. But if I was not training, like if I hadn't trained yesterday, and I could feel it, right? I think I was actually like my body temperature was up for the rest of the day because I'm yeah. like, Oof, jits today. Hard. It was warm here in Sydney as well, but um, I wouldn't do that. I'd mm. go no, no cocoa pops. Like you got no right. Yeah, to go you and have that fucking bowl that. of sugar. Yeah, 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 100%. And, I, and that's, you know, I'm probably like when I am training, generally carbohydrate servings are, you know, a little bit larger because I'm trying to replace something. But yeah, if I'm, if I'm all of a sudden not really training, I don't need a lot of carbs. Yep. I still eat them, but just not as much. So instead of like two big scoops of rice, it might just be one. Sure. You know, instead of like two bits of toast with breakfast, it might just be one. Sure. Kind of thing. And... That for me is a very simple equation of like energy in, energy out. And so I'm just like, well, let's reduce the energy in because less output. Yeah, I think that's good. I think, yeah, I, I do something very similar. I've already got a bit of a calc in my head of how many calories I need in a day. And if I'm doing less, I don't need as much. And that's, it's very automatic for me, I, I find. And yeah, I'm with you on that. I think that the change I make is I just go no breakfast. Ah. that's the easiest thing for me and it's got fuck all to do with fasting this is just the easiest way for me to not get whatever to eat less is just cut breakfast out yeah cut a meal out so and then I'm, you just do what you do for lunch and dinner as normal pretty similar and yep. then yes probably lay back on the snacks probably don't order that extra breakfast burger or come fuck yeah. with <laughs> no 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 I get the breakfast burger at lunchtime along with my lunch yeah, yeah. Like, you got to modify right um yeah, and I, I think most of us don't adjust. This is a mistake we make. We're off the mats and we just kind of continue with life as we normally would. Yeah. And doing a little bit of a diet modification can make a big difference because then it's it's also not as hard to, I think, you know, and this sounds a bit silly, it's probably body dysmorphia, but even if I do eat probably a bit more than I normally would over a two or three day period, I start to feel like fat. I'm like, oh, I'm f- I feel fat. I feel heavy. That's that's rubbish. Like my body composition hasn't necessarily changed that much, but I feel kind of. I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel healthy. Yeah, you know, and that's that's okay. It's easy to change, but if you have that compounding over, say, four weeks, you can get to the other side of that four weeks, and that your energy is going to be lower. Yeah, you know? like that's. I think, and that can your feeling of self worth will be lower, diminished. I mean, totally yeah. body dysmorphia thing, right? But sure. it's it's there. I have the same thing. Sure. Like, and I think it's it's just as um, whatever as someone that's in the fitness space. It's mm. it's just as relevant. Like, it's just as um, it's not to diminish the fact that you actually feel that. Yeah. You know. But to that point, we know plenty of people who use jujitsu as their fitness solution. Yes. And it helps them to stay healthy. And then as soon as they're not doing jujitsu, take a few weeks, they come back, they have gotten fatter. Yeah. Like they have put weight on. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not having to go on anyone, right? It's just That's what it is. Just what it is. But they've they've put weight on and they're like, fuck, gotta get back into it. I've gained a couple of kilos. And you're like, oh, okay, like that's just not a problem. But it is another thing for you to overcome it's now. A bit of impediment. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, what you know, what if you just 
factored that in and had a mechanism so that that doesn't happen. So when you come back, you're just good to go again as a you bit, were. A bit easier. Yeah. Make it easier for yourself, essentially. Um, I mean, something else which is good to factor in because we, we get a lot of enjoyment out of jiu-jitsu. And one of the biggest problems or the mental things which is challenging is not having that fun time or not having that hangout time with your bros or your, your girls or, you know, whoever you like to hang out with at jiu-jitsu. <laughs> Actually, it was funny. Someone, someone's Twitter, someone had said, how's this for a concept? Podcasts, but in real life. You get people together, no microphones, you talk. Tell some jokes, maybe there's food. What do you think? <laughs> uh, it's called hanging out, People motherfucker. Into that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Tech bros. Sounds awful. Wow. So strange. The idea of having fun and a social activity which is separate to the the strangling each other thing. It's interesting because the, the rolling and, and, and all the physical stuff helps break down the barriers. So you get the openness and the chat. But I think it's good if you can have some kind of social thing, whether it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know because I don't have dogs or kids, but maybe you can speak to this, Joe. <laughs> Get down the park. You know, there's a place where everyone kind of lets the dog off the leash. You, you try to prioritise your dog not killing any other smaller dog. Yeah, it's called a dog park. Dog park, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, you know, kids too, right? Kids play group, you, you know. Have yeah. you seen stuff like that where, I, I don't know, I follow uh, an Instagram account called Dumb Dads and they, they – getting ready yeah <laughs> i'm preparing Blows i'm coming <laughs> but it's just like two dads at the park and their kids are playing together and the conversations they have right yeah it's i tell you bro i'm i'm at the kids park and i'm i'm just looking for conversation <laughs> i'm just trying to engage with someone hey man how you doing hey guys what's up oh, good kid. and people are just like i have this huge gripe about people here in sydney and i think this is maybe characteristic of the west thing. but just an inability to engage with a stranger. Just have a chat. Like, and, and almost people are intimidated by yeah. a stranger. Well, maybe they're just intimidated by you. Joe. I mean, sure. Like, maybe, maybe that is a bit, but I do my best. To be friendly. Yeah, yeah to be like, hey, I'm a nice guy. Like, if yeah, you want to yeah. talk, like, I'm here. Hey, what's up? You know, yeah. like, because I, I think, yeah, maybe they see my ears or they, maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm dressed in a way that they don't like. I think I'm gang affiliated or some shit. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> That guy is part of the frat boys. Yeah. Um, but I, I fucking hate it. Like I, I'm, I find it such a, such a, like a disappointing human characteristic that. Do you think that's just societal? Do you think it's just. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's wealth one, because as soon as you got wealth, you don't need anybody else. Sure. So having a community and connections to the people that are in your proximity is no longer matter. important. Yeah. Um, However, it fucking is when shit goes down, right? Like that's the thing. You look at any like, um, you look at any place where there's a natural disaster or a war, people come together. They do. Doesn't matter how much you earn. Doesn't matter where you live. Yeah. We're our one now. So, you know, it just goes to show like the just the lack of problems that we have here yeah. that has allowed us to become that way. But yeah, I really try and push against it. And then when I meet a, like a dad or a mom who are like, you know, up for a chat, I'm like, I'm legend we're, we're mates now. i will fucking die for you <laughs> <laughs> did you say you have a problem with that guy over there who's not talking ass <laughs> fucking double leg that guy yeah. watch this <laughs> i actually had a guy yesterday i went to the park with my son and there was a guy working out in the kids play equipment oh okay and i'm like it's fine you know there's yeah. no one else there Do and he was he was like working out working out like he had bands and shit and yeah. i'm like oh fit looking guy and i like i was like hey man how you doing and he goes 
mid set like gave me the face and I was like like a like an acknowledgement but I was like was okay and I thought maybe he'll finish the set and then say something motherfucker didn't say shit I was like bro that's very rude it is that's very very rude wow he must be important Joe yeah maybe maybe he's just he's a really important fitfluencer and you don't know it bro if I see that motherfucker at the kids playground again I will not say hello to him fair that's fair that's social justice. No, look, I, I think the, the social aspect of jiu-jitsu is bigger than we give it credit for. Yeah. What I came to appreciate very early on in the journey is that there was the, my first jiu-jitsu club was man club. Afterwards, there was big tough men opening up about all kinds of things, hygiene problems, marriage things, kids. It was the chat. It was man group. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure that this plays out in many other realms and I – can't speak to it, so I won't mansplain. But like for for women in, in their own social groups, whatever it is. And it could be a jujitsu group as well. But it's an opportunity to just be around people who are not necessarily your best mates, but you share a thing. Yeah. It is difficult to cultivate something like that separate of jujitsu because jujitsu is that thing for you. But what I would say is, and I, I know this of uh, say some of my corporate clients part of the reason why they weren't feeling happy or healthy or whatever, they didn't have a lot of hobbies. They didn't just have something for the pure enjoyment of it. Yeah. And I believe that part of uh, jiu-jitsu is you're saying having these long bouts of not doing it, you need something that's going to keep you going. Yeah. You know, here's a radical idea. You could reach out to your training partners and say, hey, do you want to get some dinner? Hey. Or, you know, do you want to yeah, do something social? Because yeah, I'm not going cool. to the gym, but... You know, yeah. I mean, assuming you're not crook, right? If you're crook, yeah. don't fucking call anyone. Yeah, yeah. Just stay home. But, you know, yeah. Like, I, I find myself doing that generally. I think I texted a couple of guys in the group like, hey, man, I'm coming back. I just fucking – a cold's been tearing through the house. Yeah. You want to hear about something cool? I'm going to exemplify yeah. how the jiu-jitsu culture has changed. Please. JT. Highlight. So there was one guy that reached out to me on Instagram. He said, hey, Joey, haven't seen you training for a little while. Um, is everything okay? Oh. He's a white belt. Oh. Look at that. A white belt. And, uh, and his Looking name's, out for you. Yeah. His name's Kim. He's a fucking legend. Mad. Legend Kim. Told him yesterday. Shut I'm up. like, bro, that didn't happen 10 years ago. A white belt is not fucking allowed to send it. You're not even allowed to talk to me unless I speak to you first. <laughs> like, but, yeah. and, you know, but he's oblivious to that. He's just training with us like from day one. Being and he's cool really guy. good, by the way. But, um, but I'm like, that's so cool. Like there's no... You know, just funny how that's changed, right? To break down those barriers. Like, you remember when we started, it was like, you don't even talk to them. <laughs> don't look them in the eye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like a mistake that's just been stripped away. I think it depends on where you are, but I, I definitely feel the culture has changed that peop- it's more, um, there's a greater equality in the gym in yeah. the sense that black belts need help too. You that's know, they, right. black belts They're need just people. Too. That's it. Yeah. So, you know, we all get down and things like that. And and I think when you're not doing jujitsu, having a degree of support network. And we, we've talked on this before that once you get injured, you've really joined the jujitsu community. <laughs> that's the real community. And it's it's nice to think that it doesn't have to be your coach. It could just be anyone. Somebody like, hey, man, we missed your training. You're like, oh, fuck. It makes you want to get back. Yeah, it's always nice to hear. Right? That's That's a beautiful thing. And I believe that, you know, it's similar to the, you know, we have the, you know, don't want to go too hard into the mental health side of things, but definitely just knowing that someone else cares if you're at jujitsu or not can make a huge difference in you continuing or not. Oh, yeah. 
And it's pivotal. You kind of we we all play that role from time to time where you could be the person who's like, hey, where's so and so? They're not here right now. Maybe I hit them up on on you know Facebook or whatever. Like, what's going on, man? That goes a really long way. So when you're not at jujitsu, we have to have coping strategies for our addiction. We need the the endone of jujitsu, which could just be jujitsu memes and just binge watching yeah. some kind of some inappropriate memes like. Ones you're not sure, you're like, we're not really close enough. I don't know if this is going to hit, but I don't I'm going to it anyway. I'm try. Are they into rich piano means? Let's see. <laughs> Let's see if this goes down well. Yeah. And and look, ultimately, <clears throat> um, just keeping in mind that you do need to do something when you're not at jujitsu is key. Yeah, that's right. Feel, like, fill that space with something. You know, it reminds me, um, on our community group, Yes. The we have a group that evolved within that, and it's the motivation group. Motivation group, group yes. And it's actually, ba- it's pumping, and it's like, People all over the world who are part of following our programs who are in this group. It's like, hey, we can keep each other like accountable, accountable to train. Yeah. And people are like, hey, guys, it's Monday. Who's training tonight? And people are like putting in what sessions they're going to. Yeah. I, I think that's fucking awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and I think this is something that I should probably get in there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all of us. I mean, I think it's there's a lot to be said for, for just having something external to yourself just as a little bit of uh, a reminder. And and yeah, guys, if you don't have these things, you've just started jujitsu and you're like, this just doesn't sound relevant. You can actually probably ask because maybe these things exist, you're just not privy to them. Maybe coach hasn't added you to the gym WhatsApp group yet. Yeah, and then, you, then you're going to cop all the memes. You know, I think the big takeaway from today's episode is if I say to you, hey, I'm just cruising today, just Joey's gonna don't f- fucking believe me, okay? <laughs> just go hard. I no never, I never believe it anyway. Like, <laughs> just as a rule, Joey's like, look, people don't care about winning. Winning's not important at the end of the day, except if I'm rolling you. <laughs> I mean, if and you care, you I care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you care? Is that how much you care right now? All right. It's, oh. But uh, yeah, guys, look. We want you to stay active. We want you to stay healthy. We do need strategies and things to do when you're not training. Those are some of our favorites. Stay active, my friends. Keep training. See you next time. See you.